supposed to call to mind an image of Marilyn Monroe, but Angela was older and plumper than the late actress had ever been. Still, Angela was the heart and soul of their small operation. Filled with pluck and boundless optimism, Angela could thaw even the frostiest of customers. You've got an emergency waiting for you, sugar. Angela examined a reflection in a small compact that was never out of reach. Some poor lady's gotten her wedding ring jammed in the insides of a copier. She held out a pink memo pad and ripped off the top sheet with a flourish. At Capital City? Cooper asked, reading the message. I have to go over there anyway. They ordered half a dozen Hewlett-Packard 7410 multifunction printers, and I have to bring them to Building F and hook them up. She grinned at Angela. A wedding ring, you say? I wonder how she got it stuck inside. Angela shrugged. You know folks like to try to fix things themselves. You fished stranger things out of those machines. Remember the bologna sandwich last year? Do I? Cooper laughed. That mayo was everywhere. And that obnoxious executive tried to blame it on his administrative assistant. What a jerk. That's what I like working for Mr. Farmer. He's just as kind as he can be. Angela's eyes beneath their curtain of long fake lashes twinkled as they always did when she mentioned the boss's name. Cooper buttoned up her gray make-it-work uniform jacket and grabbed the keys to one of the company's two vans. Ben, the other repairman, was already off on his rounds. He came in an hour earlier than Cooper and was out the door by 4 p.m. He was obsessed with developing his naturally thin frame into a walking mass of muscle, so he spent two hours at the gym before heading home to his wife, a woman no one from Make It Work had ever laid eyes on. Ben never spoke of her either. Can you grab some Mexican from Casa Grande for lunch? Angela asked as Cooper opened the front door, wiggling the van keys until they sounded like metal castanets. Sure, what would you like? Chicken quesadillas for me, something for yourself, and a penfilo burrito for Mr. Farmer. He almost went with a salad, saying that he needed to be more like Ben and watch his weight, but I told him that a little stuffing makes a nicer pillow. Angela giggled, placed a $20 bill on the desk, and pushed it toward Cooper. Lord, he turned beet red when I said that. Cooper thought about her introverted boss being complimented by the effusive Angela. He was a man of few words and usually hid in his office, drooling over the latest issues of Technology Review. Popular Mechanics and PC Magazine. Cooper couldn't fathom why Angela found their short, balding, hermit-like employer so captivating. It was like having a crush on Danny DeVito. See you in a bit, Angela. Cooper saluted the other woman with her coffee cup and headed out to the van. A Mrs. Brooke Hughes of Capital City, one of the nation's largest credit card companies, had placed the call regarding the lost wedding ring. Cooper could tell that Mrs. Hughes was either an administrative assistant or an investigative agent in the Fraud Protection Division by the fact that the copier in question was located on the third floor of Building C. The Fraud Protection Division took up most of that floor. With the exception of a large filing room, Cooper had never had cause to enter. The second the elevator doors opened on the third floor, Mrs. Hughes leapt forward and latched onto Cooper's arm like a barnacle, Thank goodness you're here, she exclaimed. Looking down, she realized she held Cooper with a vice-like grip and that the younger woman was politely struggling to reclaim her limb. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. 
exhaling loudly as she released Cooper and then raised her hands, which were coated with black toner. I've really made a mess of things, I'm afraid. Cooper could see that the woman had also smeared toner on her ivory blouse and berry-colored skirt. Mrs. Hughes, though agitated, had an open face and kind eyes. Don't worry, ma'am, Cooper assured the woman, and then introduced herself. We'll get your ring back. Which machine is it stuck in? Oh, please, call me Brooke. The copier's right outside my office. Although she wore a name tag, Cooper thought it only polite to speak her name aloud, since her client had established a friendly rapport despite her distress. It turned out that Brooke Hughes was the head of the entire department. She had her own assistant, and a full-sized $6,000 sharp grayscale copier at her disposal. The chair at the assistant's desk was empty, and her workstation was covered with mounds of wadded tissues and untidy stacks of paper.